Hi, this is Christina West with Christina West Art. Today we're going to be talking about art and healing, and the topic today is Advent and the Artist. Advent is the four weeks that come before Christmas. The Latin for Advent is that which is coming. So Advent is based around the, the birth of the Holy Child, the Christ Child at Christmas. Now this can also be translated as the birth of the higher ego within, within ourselves, the Bodhisattva, the Shekinah, the Sophia, the Beloved. And I think if you look at all the traditions of the world, all the cultures, all the religions, they're all steeped in this, these stories of finding the beloved, either in outer life, finding what we call a soulmate, but also finding the inner beloved, the, the higher self, the angel, we could say, our, our Holy Spirit. And what does that mean for an artist, for the life of an artist? Well, I think it actually means everything. It's what we're all longing for. And after a year of shutdown, of being separated and perhaps lonely, what better time than these four weeks to prepare for the parousia, the second coming of our soul? As artists, we're always striving. We're always uh, looking for how do we, how can we bring uh, ourselves in the deepest way possible to our art, to our creativity, to our writing, to our clay, to our jewelry, to our painting, to our poetry. How, how do we do that? How do we cut away the extraneous bits and pieces that we've collected like flotsam and jetsam around our personality, around who we are? How do we, you know, cut that back like pruning a garden so that we're a clear aspect of ourself, a better aspect of ourself, a more natural aspect of ourself. And we have this, uh, the, the revel of, I think of the Pigpen cartoon, you know, Pigpen walks around with an aura of flotsam and jetsam around him. And I think most of us walk around like that. You know, our thinking, all the thoughts that we think about ourselves all day long or the thoughts we think about others or the thoughts we have about the world, it just creates a sort of atmosphere around us that sometimes gets in the way of our creativity and many times can stop us from our creative flow because we're so worried or anxious or shut down or depressed. And depressed means, you know, pressed down. So we've taken all these feelings that we have and they're, you know, real feelings. And we, we press them down. But those uh, pressed down feelings, those repressed feelings, they, they are still in us as sort of loaded icebergs in our consciousness. So today's podcast, how do we break up these consolidated worldviews, these pieces of problematic ideas, and despairs and sorrows how can we deal with that in in a, a psychological way how can we deal with that in a somatic way you know through our body how can we deal with that through an artistic or creative way 
How can we do that in our meditation, in a mindfulness practice? So those are really good questions for the advent of an artist. And so much of what we hear today is, you know, you've got to get bigger and better. You have to make more money. You have to be in lots of galleries. You've got to know the right people. You've got to be interviewing the right people. So everything you do is geared toward uh, calling attention to yourself. Now that is the way of the world. That is how the world runs at this point in time. But we don't really have to buy into that. We don't have to allow that to make us feel less than. We don't have to allow that to feel as if we're not good enough, that we don't mean anything in relation to other people and their accomplishments. If we're, we discuss the definition of the advent of an artist, that's really the what is coming of the artist. So that means the artist, the true artist of you yourself is coming to you. And in another way, we could say that's the becoming of you. It's we are in the becoming of our true selves. But if we choose to uh, put our, you know, we all, we all have certain marbles and blocks if we put all our marbles in the basket of someone who's touting that they've made it and they have the way for you, and we all do it because we all want to belong to whatever the club is, but it's really lonely because that's what somebody else says. So the advent of an artist is listening to the inner, still inner voice that resides in our heart and soul and spirit. And what a perfect time of year to ponder our relationship to our true artistic creative nature than Advent, the advent of the artist, our inner artist, our true self. So Advent has four sections. The first light of Advent is the light of stones, stones that live in crystals, seashells, and bones. The second light of Advent is the light of plants, roots, stem, leaf, flower, and fruit by whom we live and grow. The third light of Advent is the light of beasts. Animals of farm, field, forest, air, and sea all await the birth in greatest and in the least. The fourth light of Advent is the light of humankind, the light of love, the light of thought, to give and understand. In deepening night, the earth is a light gleaming as a star. You and I, I and you, we will give our light to. When days are darkest, the earth enshrines the seeds of summer's birth, a light that shines into the human soul, yawning in the darkness, O radiant star of Bethlehem, lead onward through the night, that in winter's darkest days, 
we may see your guiding light. Sun, moon, and stars beaming wide and far over land, over sea, over you, over me. For my soul's delight shine into my heart this night. And that's a poem uh, by Rudolf Steiner for the Waldorf schools. And poetry has a way to capture. It just leaps beyond the mind's constructs, are the things that we, we want to do, we don't want to do. Poetry invites the world in. Poetry invites the world soul, the anima mundi, in, into our hearts. And what a wonderful idea that the birds, the beasts, the sun, the stars, the moon, the plants, the stones, even our bones, everything is yearning for this new self, this, this clear aspect. I think clear aspect is a lovely way to consider because for those of you who might be perfectionists, and I don't think I'm one of them, Maybe I'm fooling myself. But perfectionist is a way to always put off into the future that it's just not good enough. It's just not good enough. It's just not good enough. Why do it? Let's give up. Uh, perfectionist is really a way to just stop your creative process. So this, um, like we could go into Rumi. We could go into all these wonderful poets who speak of the beloved the great, um, beautiful aspect of self that completes us. And I think this is something that we do long for as artists. We are looking for, we're seeking this hidden aspect of self, which plays hide and seek with us, doesn't it? Our creative flow, because we all know when we're in it. When Everything we touch has a certain magic to it, a certain capacity for wonder and awe, and even reverence for what's flowing through us, because we know we're touching into the divine, and we're touching into love, we're touching into pure creative flow, and it is, the way I describe that is I, I grew up by the ocean, I still live by the ocean, and I'm so used to seeing surfers. And so one of the ways I talk about this, writing this flow, this creative flow, is tubing the cosmic wave. You know, when the surfer is crouched down over her board and that wave curls around her and she just rides that in. What a feeling. What a feeling that must be. And that's what it feels like when... I am in my creative flow. When I cannot wait to get out of bed, to put on my, my dirty art clothes, and to get into the studio and start working. Whether it's a painting, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a new book I'm working on, whether it's a teaching, whether it's a Zoom, whatever it is, I'm so excited to, to share that with the world. And so the other aspect of the creative flow is... The artist is in relationship to the world. We are in relationship to other people. And, and we want to be seen 
and recognized by other people. And that's just the human condition. Of course we do. But the other aspect of this is that we are enough. I am enough. I don't have to have 40,000 people following me. I don't have to have, you know, the biggest, most exclusive galleries. And, you know, I actually worked in the biggest, most exclusive galleries. So I worked on Rodeo Drive. And this idea of selling art and being touted as, you know, the good grand poobah, it's codswallop is what it is. <laughs> so, you know, this is what I mean about all these thought forms that bind us to a reality that isn't real. So a great mantra is, I am enough. I am enough. I am enough. The fine point of this creative flow is you cannot corral it. You cannot make it happen. You cannot uh, force it. In fact, the more we try to control this outpouring, I would say, of, of love, of just the love of creativity itself, the more it becomes like a wild, shy, elemental being. It disappears, and sometimes for a very long time, because if we want to come around it with a will, I, you know, I am going to do this. It is the antithesis of this free-flowing, I can't help but say spiritual energy. It is almost like creation energy, isn't it? You are in a creative flow. It is actual creating energy, energy that wants to play with us, that it's a dance. And I invite you to consider the advent of the artist, of the inner artist, as an introduction to self, a new introduction to myself from, say, my higher self for this next year of 2022. How can I come into a different relationship? How can I weed the garden of my soul and pick out these self-limiting ideas, these uh, put-downs, the derogatory remarks I make about myself and others? Because the negative feelings we have about ourselves limit and bind us, but the negative feelings we have about others also limits and binds us. So what's the point of that? <laughs> it's, you know, the more we give and are generous, the more generous and giving are people around us. So Advent of the Inner Artist is a great time as we prepare for Christmas and you can do this actually in a rhythm, a monthly a rhythm, rhythmic cycle that you can see every month. 
if you get closer to the truer aspect of your inner nature, of your true self. And if you have no idea what that means, don't worry, join the crowd. Most of us don't have any idea what that means, but we get glimpses of it. Like when Dorothy opens the door, when she lands in Oz and it's all black and white and the world becomes color and we see Oz for the first time. What a fantastic spiritual imagination of entering into another world where we're characters in a play that actually have meaning and matter. And that is another invitation for the inner artist. What is the meaning of my art? If, if we could put a song, if we could put a feeling, if we could put a color, if we could put a word, what would be the feeling, sound, movement of our artistic output up until this point? Now that's a very shamanic indigenous way of thinking. And you, you might think, what, what is she talking about? If you can play with this idea, it helps you, it's like working a dream. Uh, a dream isn't worked one way. It can be worked over and over, this way, that way, this way. You can turn it up on its head. You can do a shamanic journey to it. You can sing it. You can play it backwards. So dreams are riddles, but so is our creative output. And we want to be explorers in our own creativity. We want to be, you know, on the forefronts of the frontier of our own consciousness, don't we? I do anyway. So I invite you to consider the advent of the inner artist as a way in which to look at the next year. Don't you want next year to be different? I do. And one of the ways is to prune the garden back. And pruning the garden, friends, <laughs> happens all the time. Every time you get the negative voice in your head, you know, the critical mind, you know, pluck it out by its root, shake it out, look at it, say, and when you pluck out that negative critical thought, you can plant a beautiful creative thought. I am enough. Whatever you want to plant in your mind of goodness, of goodwill, of cheerfulness, of happiness, of good energy, of momentum going forward, do it. Put that good thought in instead. So this pursuit of the elusive heart which is one of the oldest stories, H-A-R-T, the white deer. The, the story of the white deer, the hunter goes out to kill the deer, the stag, and he and his hounds, you know, are in the forest, the dark, beautiful forest, which is a picture of our souls. And he runs the stag to a wall, and the hounds are about to take the stag down, and he has his bow and arrows. And just then the stag's horns start to glow and this eerie light shines from the stag itself and the horns start moving into a cross, into the shape of a cross. And this is 
the conversion of St. Eustace. It's one of the most beloved stories and paintings that you'll see in all the galleries across Europe. This, the white stag has always been associated with magic, alchemy, hidden treasures, good luck, good medicine. So we see again this lovely image of, and we can contemplate the idea that perhaps what we are following, what we're trying to penetrate is something else that wants to be revealed to ourselves. So this is the idea of inner advent of the artist that I want to bring, that we all have something that lies within our deepest core that is a treasure. And that treasure is only given to us as our spiritual inheritance. And this is what we want to guard, we want to cultivate, we want to prune that garden, we want to plant new seeds. So the four weeks of Advent are always associated with difficulties. These are trials of the soul. And these are the difficulties that any artist worth their merit, worth their salt has got to face. Any journeyman working for a tradition, carpentry or math, has to figure it out. And we have to face these difficulties and overcome them. So to experience the inner advent is to experience metanoia. Metanoia is change of heart. How can we invite a change of heart for 2022? for this new year that we face, this new year that we want to be different. We don't want to repeat the old. We want to explore and expand and have more creative possibilities available to us. And that means, you know, going through the wardrobe of our thoughts and ideals and negative mindsets and throwing out the old clothes, you know, gifting them away and bringing in a new set of clothes, girding our loins for the future. So let's get creative. Thanks so much for listening. This is Christina West signing off for Christina West Art. You can check out my podcasts, my YouTube channel, Christina West Art and my website, christinawestart.com, for vlogs and blogs and new videos. I'm creating my YouTube channel, which I'm having so much fun. Please subscribe. That way you get notified when I have a new video that goes up. Also, if you subscribe at christinawestart.com, I have a brand new 2022 coming up. I'm serving up lots of woman's spirit, lots of spiritual work, lots of art and consciousness. So let's transform our new year together, shall we? Let's get creative.